0: back everybody to another episode of Not No, no-, no-, no episode where I Scott McLeod, get into the minds of those here at Rogue Opinions and figure out who are they? What do they want? And we had uh, Nathan, we've had Carl, two guys who play a part in the founding of, of Rogue Opinions and now uh, an interesting one I think I've got to do yeah. as, as we've got a man who's one half of the longest running show on Rogue Opinions Oh it, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> You've heard his voice, you know his name, and you certainly know his Twitter handle because we use it as our ge- to get a free card. More on the <laughs> eighteen podcasts. Uh, my guess this this time around is at Ben underscore ebrt. It's Ben. Yeah,
1: that's me. That's me. Yeah, my, the other half of the naked men podcast, the one more likely to be cancelled, I'd say. Uh, yeah, it's been like I. Yeah, I out of all the people in Rogue Opinions, I feel like I'm the one that's sort of disconnected from everybody a little I, I, Nathan is a big part of Rogue Opinions, and he's one of my best friends, and like he's the dude I did the podcast with. But like, I don't get to interact with like the rest of the group that much because, you know, I just do the Naked Men podcast. But you know, I, I I've been doing it a while now. we been doing it for like over two years now.
0: Yeah, I mean. I haven't listened to every episode, but from what I have listened to, if you guys haven't been cancelled by now, I think you may miraculously go uncancelled. You have to do something extraordinary to get cancelled. Yeah, it's weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I, I generally don't care about that kind of stuff for, for the most part. But I, there's been like three times where I've been like, oh shit, maybe that, maybe this is the time to get me because like, there was, I think that like, three or four episodes I talked about because occasionally pretty pretty open-minded I I like to think of myself as a pretty open-minded person but occasionally I'll go and just rant about stuff and like about religion or about like I don't know homophobia or racism or something things are like I I feel strongly about like obviously against homophobia and racism and that sort of shit but um For some reason, about the podcast and Nathan being there, it just sets off this sort of alarm occasionally where I just talk for seven minutes about some shit and all that. I just come back to reality. But like, what the fuck just happened?
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we've we had like some brief interactions. We've done one other podcast mm. out, outside of like uh, this. Uh, something me and Ben learned about before we, we started recording is that we both have pets called Dexter. <laughs> and I've yeah. got I've got my dog, and he's got a, a cat named Dexter. Yeah,
1: it's quite a coincidence. Yeah, I mean, Dexter's a great name for any pet. Mm-hmm. My 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 cat is is she's she's a beautiful creature. Uh, she's I haven't seen her for ages, but she she lives with my parents, and she's like nine years old now. She's a bit of a chunky girl. She's a girl as well called Dexter. And I didn't know that for like a year until I didn't for after having her for like a year. I was like, all right, you've got a, you've got a lows rather than one of them. And um, so you're a girl. That's cool. And um, yeah, she she acts like a dog. Like most cats are dickheads. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't like cats until I had this cat. I was like, oh, you're actually a pretty cool cat. You actually you act more like a dog than a cat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean Dex is a bit chunky as well. I mean, he's got very bony legs, but we're in the midsection, oh, yeah. he's he's quite hench I'll say that because mm. like every so often, you may have to like pick him up if he refuses to walk it's only when you pick them up you feel like oh good lord how heavy can candy <laughs> and my and my brother's girlfriend every, every time she comes over every, my mum sends her uh, a picture of Dexter she feels the need to body shame the poor fella oh yeah That's sure <laughs> she, she's got two dogs she's got a, a Jack Russell and a, and a Dash and and mm-hmm. I went around to see them and I was like it's because I've been around Dexter so long and I was like Jesus your dogs look tiny by comparison yeah the, the skinny boys got, <laughs> And so I, turn, so I turned it back around and I'm like, well, you've got these tiny dogs. Now I've got a real dog, you know, let's <laughs> say like that Ron Swanson quote, any dog under 50 pounds is a cat.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I, yeah, I, I wonder when I, I want to say Dex is under 50 pounds. She must be. She, she's a small cat, but she definitely she she was skinny. Now, she was actually skinny until I left for type A. Now, I've been in for three years. And now I've noticed, ever since she's, my mom has been in control of her, she's gained and weight gained weight. So I guess my mom is just feeding her random, feeding her fucking ice cream and crack.
0: <laughs> Why not?
1: Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Born on a Sunday, treat your ice. cream you to get a uh, cat? Cat crack. <laughs>
0: You mentioned you're currently you're recording in Taipei, uh, mm-hmm. well, I think that's part of the reason why you've been kind of disconnected from the other guys on the the podcast. Because, well, for the most part, you're like seven hours ahead of everybody else. Yeah. So, like, it's part of the reason. Like, Jimmy doesn't really message in the group chat because he's in America. He's five hours ahead of everybody. He just messages people in like individual chats. So, you're, you're also in Taipei. What what you say you've been there for three years. What originally took, brought you to to Taipei?
1: Uh, well, it was a couple of things. It was, I, I was I was living in Essex, I was living with my parents, and that kind of, uh, as, as most people know, that, that can be a bit shit after a while, that, that can be okay, it depends, depends how your parents are, I guess, but my parents, lovely people, great, great, I love them to, be, to death, but I, I lived in this place which was very, very... Quiet. It was just like uh, I lived in a place called Great time It was very small. it's very it's it's such like a town that's a uh, bum fuck of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> and I couldn't really I didn't know what I wanted to do for a bit. Like I want uh, overall I want yeah I want to be a writer. I want to create stuff. And one of our good um, one of Nathan and I's mutual good friends, who's also called uh, Ben, was was came out here. And before we did. Uh, uh, pretty, he kind of sold me on the idea. He was like, "Oh, yeah, it's good. It's because there's this reason you can get like a decent job there, uh, teaching English, and um you can get it's you can be quite comfortable." And he was like, "Oh," and he just kind of sold me. He was like, "Oh, the lifestyle's great. There's Asian girls which are great, and uh, there's, <laughs> there's uh, like you can you can work less hours to get like more money. The life, uh, the cities, that like, infrastructure is really good and all that shit." And I was like. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. And like I, I um, wanted to. I was really bored where I was to be honest. Like I was just I worked in Carphone Warehouse or Currys for like like almost two years, and I was like, this is just. I was just very bored where I was, so I needed some just. I needed some like adventure, some random shit, and just 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 something completely different, and this seemed like the perfect opportunity because a. I'd get a job that sounded great, and to be honest, has been pretty great this whole time. Like, uh, I, I've been an English teacher now for three years, and I do. It is far far superior to what I used to be doing, in, in basically every way. um Taipei is like a really awesome city with like so many. It's cheap. It's pretty cheap to live here. The infrastructure is amazing of the city, and it's just a fun place to live. There's a lot of stuff, and I've been able to spend like several years with like a very good friend of mine um, and yeah so like it's so oh, oh and asian girls are great and and any white person if if you
0: if you needed some loving
1: come to asia <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, it's so weird those four points and i was like all right fuck it like I, I was bored as shit where i was i was like i'm not really doing that much here that i like so I was like, all right if i fuck you, it's fine i need some adventure i need some shit and then i got here and it's yeah it's been it's been great like it's been i'm I'm a little bit bored right now i'm not gonna lie because i've been here for three years like i want to probably next year i might change things up again i might go to a different country but no taipei is a fantastic place to live
0: so how was the adjustment when you first got there because i will like, say i know you said you're bored where you are but still it was a big thing to just up and mm. move to a different country.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it was a weird, it was a weird time. Um, I had a big safety net because I was moving in with a really good friend of mine. And I, then I, I moved him. We were, we were flatmates when I first moved here. And um, yeah, like it, you know, I so said I've got a safety net and essentially, but like one of my family members kind of, kind of being here, but also. It was re. It was very exciting. Like I, I it was. I wonder, I think about it. It's it probably one of the happiest times in my life because I was. I felt very euphoric for like six months. I want to say because it was just everything was just new and interesting. I was like, I'd go to like random department stores and it would be like it'd be like fascinating. Because <laughs> I'd be like, Oh, you sell that in a department store? This is so weird. This is so. Everything was like so interesting. For a while, like it lasted to go good like six months. The, the whole like culture shock, but also everything is interesting and new. Like it felt like I was on holiday for like a year, and then like it, it became became normal after that. But like it's still the the good things about this city compared to England is it, still I still appreciate quite a lot. I don't think
0: living over there. Like during this last year and a bit, you know, with COVID and everything and the whole world going into lockdown, how is, what's your experience uh, over there with the, the lockdown and COVID? Because I'm assuming it's obviously could be very different to how we've experienced it, like, see here in the UK.
1: Yeah. Um, so when, when Corona first happened in the world, it, it, actually, Taiwan was one of the earliest places it, it came to because obviously, like, it uh, originated in China. no no matter what the Chinese government says. (laughs) But like, yeah, it it, it definitely originated in China, And Taiwan is very, is kind of next to China. So, yeah, it originated here, or it came here very quickly. But we, because I think Taiwan in its history has dealt with a lot of illnesses, uh, they treat illness very, very seriously. So it kind of, it died down super quick. Like it literally died down like a month. It came here and just went away completely originally. And then as in all of 2020, as like the whole world kind of suffered, nothing was different at all here. Like really, literally nothing was different. We, we had no COVID cases for ages and ages and ages. For really, the vast majority of 2020 were, were absolutely nothing. And then um, and most of 2021 until I want to say in the middle of April, it had the, apparently it was the variant, I, I don't know the name of it, but I know it was the, the variant that came to in from India. Apparently a lot of uh, some Indian uh, people from uh, who came from India came here. And there is, a, well, fact, Taipei is a little bit shady in some areas. There's definitely some brothel streets. There's definitely some, like, there's a place called Longshan Temple, actually where I used to live. It was very, very close to that. And uh, maybe maybe there's a maybe a coincidence, maybe not. But there's there's loads of like older hookers there. And like they they were lovely. Like I generally as when I when I'd go out and about, when I'd go and travel to see or whatever, I would um I'd walk past them like every day for about ten months. And there was a couple where I I, uh, I got quite friendly with, not, not, in a, not in a customer way, I swear, but like, I was just like I'm walking by them seven times a day. So I'd like wave to her and be like, oh, you're right. And like, uh, they'd like try and practice their English with me and I knew they were prostitutes. and so I'm like, whatever, well, you know, the, 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 she's being friendly. I'll be friendly to her, that sort of thing. And um, yeah, so anyway, and the, yeah, so apparently some Indian people or people from India, Came to Taiwan and they had sex with a lot of the prostitutes around the sort of brothel streets in in, in Taiwan. Which uh, when I say brothel streets, I reckon there's probably like four or five in total. There's not there's not a ton here. It's not as bad. It's not as much as say like Thailand or something. But it does exist. And anyway, they um, they spread it quite a lot. It kind of it kind of went zero to hundred real quick. There was like yeah. it went. There was like zero cases and like a thousand cases, and then, and then for like two weeks there was like a thousand new cases a day or something like that, and then uh, and now and the, yeah went in lockdown and we're still on lock, We're in lockdown level two now. Uh, we were on serious lockdown for I want to say six or seven weeks, and now yeah things are basically normal again. Uh, I'm still looking up the numbers because the numbers are very very low now they're um like they're literally we're in level two lockdown and i think there's maybe like five new cases a day all right no, uh yesterday there was 25 new cases and we're still so yeah it, it kind of shows that we're still taiwan does treat this sort of stuff very very seriously mm. yeah we the we're in level two lockdown we're like no restaurants and bars are open and there's only like 25 cases in the entire country so yeah it does um we're coming out of it now and thankfully because just the way they treat things it's um yeah we, we didn't have to deal with it that, that long i, I want to say we were in lockdown for a total of like two months
0: see although oh, you advertised time almost as a place to come if you're looking for love and then- Basically, what you created is yes. Yeah, so many people came over looking for love, and now we had to go back into lockdown. So,
1: kind of, yeah, kind of that's true.
0: That, didn't <laughs> <do> <laughs> for love. unless you're going to cause us all. You're going to cause the spread of a deadly disease. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. I mean, everyone needs loving. Just to, like make sure you don't have corona.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe it was called the Indian variant, or at least for a while. Then I think they started calling it on the news here the Delta variant because some people complained about the constant use of Indian variant. Because yeah, you know, yeah, yeah there were people will be targeting Indian people because uh, a lot of people, especially in the us were blaming Chinese people who lived in America for spreading mm. corona, even though it wasn't them that were eating the bats or whatever it was that caused all this.
1: Oh yeah, sure yeah, absolutely. yeah yeah it's crazy the amount, the amount of racism that the, the virus has kind of brought up is the craziest thing like um obviously Chinese people and or Asian people in general. Uh, which is which is a crazy thing to me because, like, obviously, China's base. I, I don't blame Chinese people at all, but Chinese people is, or oh, sorry, China is where it came from, mm-hmm. right? So this is a just a fucking. Hopefully, it's just a random accident, you know. there's theories that it came from like some lab, and it was like some attack on the west or some shit. But I don't really believe any of that stuff. And um, it was just really an accident. It was some like unhealthy shit from like the bat markets or whatever but then all of all asian people got targeted it was like what the fuck like you know how big asia is <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know like china big country fucking one of the biggest countries in the world you know how big china is china is way bigger than america china's or north america china's way bigger than europe like why are you like why are people attacking like Korean people, Japanese people, Taiwanese people. Like, I, don't, I, don't know. And I feel, I thought that shit was absolute madness. But anyway, um, also we've had, um, I've had a few effects of like, semi-racism here because of the because of the coronavirus, actually. Because, yeah. um, uh, yeah, uh, China obviously c- uh, cleared up pretty quickly, or generally everything's back to normal now in China apparently. And yeah, apparently a lot of the um, Europeans, so all white people, kind of kind of spread it around a little bit. And a lot of times, um, actually, recently in the last like three or four months, I've had that some people definitely cross the street because I, I'm like a white person. When when the shit got like a little bit bad with, with the virus, so anyway, my point was then like this: the virus. One of the things it showed me is how.
0: Systematically
1: racist people can be. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It seems like, uh, I mean, I think the people that are targeting, like, Korean people and, like, other variations of, like, the, the Asian population, I think most of them probably don't know the difference between Chinese or mm. Japanese or, you know, Korean or people like that. So I think that's probably part of the reason why. Yeah just part of trying to think what's i'm still all this time later trying to think what possessed that idiot who ate the bat in the first place i think maybe he watched batman and really misunderstood the origin story there <laughs> <laughs>
1: when he become mad that was like oh just bite me bat bite me bat and then i could be uh creep batman
0: yeah <laughs> 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 uh, but also part of, as Ben said he definitely this is story, he definitely walked past the prostitutes, he never went in, he just went past them, occasionally waved hello, but he never went in. Wink wink.
1: Yeah. I just waved, I just said hello. Occasionally one of them what uh, okay, like ten times one was like try to practice English with me. And I was like, All right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: what is English for how much? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i should know this by now uh fuck oh, it, well, all right i'm gonna admit my one shame in being about oh, way, taiwan basically speaks mandarin chinese chinese mandarin for the most part there is a taiwanese language but the vast majority of people speak mandarin here my one shame in living here is my chinese or oh, sorry my mandarin is fucking terrible. <laughs> My Mandarin is fucking terrible. I know, like I've lived here for three years, and I know how to do about 10 things in Chinese. And that ain't great.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you're teaching them to speak English, then yeah. I, I don't think it's much of an issue. If you were there to then if you were there to teach Mandarin, in a country that already speaks there, then that then it would be an issue. But given that you're meant to help them translate things from Mandarin into English, I yeah. don't think it's as much of an issue
1: yeah hopefully <laughs> but yeah so if, if that's my one shame over the past years because but to be honest mandarin is fucking hard like it's a hard oh. language like yeah like it's a lot of people say english is hard to speak mandarin is way uh, it sounds to me it sounds way crazier
0: yeah it is apparently the most common language in the world mandarin but i think yeah. it's merely, merely because of the size of the population mm. of the countries that speak it rather than yeah people trying to learn it because i don't hear you know, that many people trying to learn mandarin because i think of the things that you really need to commit if you really want to learn oh yeah
1: you do. yeah for sure it's just it's just a very different thing from english like it's there's uh whereas in english we have just one word one meaning there's four tones in mandarin uh, of the same word like so i can say like boo boo is uh mostly the time if i if i the thing i know like for instance is if we say boo just flatly it means like a negative connotation like no like boo. but boo if i say boo it means like something else or if i say "boo," it means like something else because it's a lot about tone and which is like it's very hard to wrap your head around
0: yeah. Uh, yeah also it must have been weird experience because like you said at first like you're in lockdown for a month and then things opened up again i must feel like seeing how the rest of the world is and then feeling like ah oh, we get to kind of walk about life as usual so it must have kind of lured you into a false sense of security that when they eventually tell you okay we're going back into lockdown
1: yeah like yeah it's kind of weird like um <laughs> a lot of uh, uh half time I've, i i've uh, to talking to my attorney's girlfriend because i um i'm not the greatest at looking up news and also most of it is going to be in Mandarin. So I'm not going to be able to understand a little bit, but also uh, like uh, they, um, yeah, so I've, I, I've been a little bit ignorant, like, Oh, what are the rules? Do it like, are we always allowed to go in like say supermarkets and convenience stores and shit like that? Like it, like it was was a weird time for me because I was like, I'm just going to like chance it all of this stuff. For instance, when, when we were in lockdown, I, I just stayed in my apartment for the vast majority. Like I, but it was yeah we weren't. It was there's a couple of times where I was worried about being fined a lot of money because I went into like a supermarket one on my on, my, on the day I shouldn't or something. So yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit weird being in lockdown because you can't understand the rules a lot of the time, and you're like, okay, I'm just I'm just gonna stay back. I'm just gonna stay away from people.
0: Yeah, because uh, I mean, over here they keep saying, Oh, you're a lot of restrictions, lifted, but you can wear masks if you want to, but you don't have to. Yeah, and like I've had one dose of the vaccine. Uh, like I think I'm, in the past I have been told that oh, you can go to the cinema because you know cinemas are open again, but I'm still doing nervous to go to cinemas until I get my second dose because you know I want to properly be able to feel confident in going back out to places again without the mask. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, so like. That's why it's been so frustrating. Like, It didn't really probably get to me until the last few months or so where like, I'm saying can someone just tell me if it's okay again? Can someone just properly <laughs> tell me it's okay or it's not okay? Stop dancing around the middle bit. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I, think that's,
1: I think that's a lot how a lot of the world thinks. Is that what's okay? What's fine? Is life normal again? Or if it's not? Because I know, um, I know uh, England and, and as actually, they're not, the numbers aren't that great at the moment, uh, from what I can see, but I think a lot of people have just been like, oh, fuck it. You know, after a while, I've been like, uh, <laughs> like we've been locked down for like a year and a half. Let's just say, fuck it. And whatever happens, happens. And I I absolutely get that. <laughs> Experiencing my like two months, I'm like, fuck, I need to go out to a club. I need to go and get like, go to a bar. I need to get hammered with a stranger, you know. It's mm-hmm.
0: like, like living in Scotland, it's, it just feels like. Nicholas Sturgeon says basically tries to do the opposite of what Boris Johnson does. Like, oh, he's he's <clears throat> irresponsibly like ending this lockdown after only a few weeks. We're go- we're going to stay in a few weeks longer, or he's saying you yeah. can't go back out. Well, you can go back out to these places and drink as long <clears throat> as you get outside, like, fuck off, everyone. <laughs> just like yeah, yeah, just it's all one rule for some and one rule for another. But you know, I don't I don't have time to get into that because I I don't I don't even know if I know what I'm talking about, but. What's it like vaccine wise? Where you are, like, because I think they've been rolling them out very slowly over here.
1: It's been okay. It's been uh, for a long time. Actually, there was actually before before it came COVID became a real thing here. In like, say, May time, there was like a big anti-vax move because I think the the vaccine like officially arrived here in like March. Mm-hmm. And some people got it so but it was very it was very much like the older people getting it, like the eighty or seventy year olds uh for first who get it. And there was like a big anti-vax movement I saw. And being as ignorant as I am to a lot of stuff that happens in Taiwan because I don't check the news, I don't understand the language that like 90% of the people are talking most of the time. So like you are like a little bit ignorance is bliss a little bit if in, in, in being an expat a lot of the time um, but I even understood there was a big like anti, anti-vax movement when it first came and I was like what the fuck is this like are you fucking kidding me this is absolutely ridiculous and then when the virus hit everybody came everybody fucking went to the, to, to the hospital were like oh give me the vaccine give me the vaccine give me the vaccine and that's what actually kind of caused the burst in numbers and so yeah i think it's yeah it's definitely stabilized now people are getting uh, like a normal rate like um i know it's been pretty good like it's been it's been pretty organized been pretty healthy Been pretty um it's been pretty civil for the most part which is kind of nice it's just been um yeah look, there is a lot of places just giving out free kobe tests like i had one I had my first COVID test like a week ago and it was kind of it hurt a lot, but I was like, "Oh, this is kind of nice and getting it for free." And uh, I'm getting the vaccine in like two weeks, and that's all for free, which is nice because also, yeah, good thing about Taipei, Taiwan, it has a NHS sort of thing. It has a national health insurance where you don't have to pay out the fucking arsehole for shit. And so <laughs> <laughs> I know America's not like that, but you know, and. Um, yeah, so it's it's been pretty good. I want to say there was the initial some initial bullshit with like anti-vaccine crap that I feel that's gonna happen everywhere.
0: Yeah, I think uh, some people might I thought may think we were talking about COVID too much, so I'll move on to something maybe slightly more pleasant. Because uh, you mentioned about uh, like being like creating stuff and doing writing, and I was heard heard you do quite a bit like. Screen script writing—is uh, that something you've always been interested in? What have you? Uh, can you tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I've 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 been uh, writing consistently since I was about sixteen years old. Um, I so not uh, not not to be too dramatic but like I, I I I was I loved films. I, I love stories for a long, long time. Like, and I I was a really I've always been kind of obsessed with films when I was like, growing up. I used to watch, like, every film ever, like, three times. Like, <laughs> so I don't know, I just, I just, that's what I used to do. I used to, uh, like, read comic books. And I, I was just, like, obsessed with stories for, like, the longest time. And I was, um, not, yeah, not to be too dramatic, but I was very, once I got to the age of, like, maybe 14 or 15, I had, like, massive anxiety. I was, like, what the fuck am I going to do in my life? Like, I got really, like, stressed out about it for years and years like I was it's a very like I I don't want to do I don't want a normal job I don't want to be like some like just a normal job like oh I just, I just find that just so depressing and then I didn't in a in a really like in a really stupid way I didn't realize writing was a job you could have until I was like 16 years old I was like wait a minute wait a minute People write books. <laughs> people write screenplays. I was like, "Oh shit! Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I should do." And I was like, and if for some reason, it took me years to realize that that's a paid job that people actually make a living off. And once I realized that, like, something like clicked in my head, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah okay, cool. I can do this." And um, yeah, so like, it kind of yeah, writing has kind of upgraded my life in a lot of ways. Because now, like, I actually have some meaning. I was, you know, I actually feel like, oh, there's some something I'm shooting for, and um, yeah. So I like, have wrote a lot of shit. Like, I I try to write every day. Um, right now, I, I'm uh, I'm writing like this crazy weird book, which is. Uh <laughs> i started writing screenplays because like uh, films were my first thing i was really into and i wrote uh, quite a lot of screenplays by now um i'm writing a, a short about um uh, an expat living in taiwan who goes homeless because of the because because of the coronavirus it's, it's only like 50 it's only going to be like 15 or 20 pages long but uh, Yeah, I, I actually finished that just before we were we started recording this. But um, I'm also writing a book, which is, is really hard to describe. But it's um, it's sort of like a combination between like Game of Thrones, uh, the idea of terrorism, and <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and I guess like. Uh, I guess sort of Scientology in a way. Like it, it's it's a it, it's a weird. Thing. Uh, it's uh, okay to put it in easier terms. I guess it's it's a book. It's a steampunk. Is a ste. So steampunk genre book from different perspectives. And I the things I want to like talk about in the book are is the ideas of like racism, like dog dogmatics sort or of people who believe like their kind are better than others and how that sort of sort of thought comes about and why, why, why it could be wrong and also like yeah racism and, and also terrorism how how someone is radicalized how is someone radicalized to be a terrorist and how, how that comes about we've also <laughs> we've also like there's like magic in it as well there, there is like straight up harry potter uh, Avatar, Lost, Airbender—sort of magic in it as well. Like it, it's going to be give me a series. I, I, I am I'm nearing the end of my first draft of the first book. Uh, so yeah, that's that's been my main project for like two years, and um, I'm nearing the end of it. So yeah, <laughs> sorry to make it the answer so long, but yeah, I've, I've been writing for a long time. I've got all of my thoughts invested in it. Okay, hey, that makes
0: sounds like there's a lot. <laughs> A lot going on there. (laughs) You've got got the perfect way to advertise as well with that first bit you mentioned. uh, It's Game of Thrones meets terrorism meets social (laughs) psychology. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Just on that description alone, that book will probably sell.
1: Hopefully, I can (laughs) fucking (laughs) hope But I also think that maybe it's it's hard to synopsize in like two senses because a lot of the good books, other good big sellers, you can. You can summarize them in like three sentences. And I think it's hard to do that. That's probably why I'm thinking about it a little bit recently because I'm coming to finishing the first book. Um, so I'm, um, I am I want to switch my brain to like sort of the, the selling aspect where you've got to write these like letters. You've got to write these synopsis. You've got to go write like agent letters to be like, oh, this is my book. Please represent me. Try and sell it. That sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, and what's kind of your long term kind of goal, like in terms of this range? Because I know like your main job right now is the, um, is like teaching English in Taipei, and I know like with that kind of job, maybe writing kind of you may not have much time for writing or kind a of job like that. So mm. what would what, what you say kind of your long term goal is? It is it selling a book like that? Is it to do with screenwriting? Or are you more focused on like selling like a book?
1: Um, I I think my 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 main goal is just to be creative as my job like i i i I, yeah my writing is my main passion i do i do thoroughly enjoy podcasting as well and yeah my main main goal in life right now is just to make being creative my income make being creative my job like if that's through writing if that's through like podcasting if that's through making films that'd be great um yeah because i'm also like uh, i i try to when i can learn filmmaking sort of stuff um because i i would i would eventually like to um start directing some films as well but yeah um yeah like writing is my main passion I, i'm pretty sure it always will be and um, yeah my main goal is is to just Right now, just, I do like teaching. I do find some re- reward it. Is it. It's, it's enjoyable, job, for sure. But I, yeah, I've always, uh, my main, uh, back in my head, I'm always thinking about what's my next story, what's my next thing? Is this what I feel like I should do? So, yeah, my, my, my main goal is just to be creative, create things, and that be my income. Uh, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's hard to do. Like, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people, they, a lot of writers aren't successful until they're like four, 45, which there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I just, I, I would like personally to have writing be my main goal before that time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have little similar goals uh, of being able to create something, you know, and like have that like, be their main source income. Yeah, I've, mm. I've done quite a bit of writing in the past. I've done. Oh, yeah. I did a media course, uh, for in college for like three years. So I had to write short film like scripts. Uh, oh, nice. Which is which isn't always the easiest. I mean, yeah. like, like even if you have the idea, sometimes I my initial was getting it out on the, the page and yeah, uh, yeah. Way to describe what I wanted and mm. also was yeah. the question, also once or twice I had to act in my films even though I didn't want to but I just couldn't find somebody else to fill in a particular role. Oh
1: sure yeah I've fucking been there. (laughs) i have absolutely there yeah but it's true like writing is I feel like writing is always you have an idea and it's always amazing in your head it's always this really it's the greatest thing in the world in your head but when you just try and put it down on the paper it's like oh this is nearly not nearly as
0: good as I thought it'd be. <laughs> yeah, uh, if I was ever to be a writer, I think I'd be one of those writers, that you see that basically dictates their story to somebody else and they write it down. Because <laughs> I can describe, oh, yeah. I, can, cause I can describe a great story, but if I try mm. to type it out on the page, sometimes it doesn't come out as well as I want it to.
1: Oh yeah, like honestly, like I, <laughs> saying. <insane. laughs> like, I, I yeah, I I do have great ideas, but sometimes I, especially. Yeah, you know, like to answer one of your questions, it it is it is hard sometimes to write. Like I I consistently always um, not just not put as much time as I wish I uh, would into it because it's just it, I I have a job where I work five days a week and oftentimes I'm tired after the job. Like I often try and challenge myself to like write an hour every day or two hours every day, and. What, what happens in, in reality is I only write for like three out, three out of like five of those days or something. Um, but it's yeah, it's just, it's 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 a challenge. It is, but that's also I think that's that's the that's sort of like the test. If you really want to do something, you're gonna do it. You're gonna you're gonna you you might do less than you want to, but you're gonna consistently try and do it. And then if it's something like I know. I've i i like I've had a lot of lofty ideas in my time. I've I've I wanted to be I wanted to be a, a singer. I wanted to be a fucking rock star. I wanted to be a wrestler, even though I didn't know the shit about wrestling. I, I've I've always been that guy that was like had lofty dreams. But writing is the thing that I was like, okay, I'm just gonna consistently do it. Anyway, like to to be a little bit less, a little bit less um. Pretentious. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I think the uh, my point was, um, if you're gonna do something if you're gonna try and do something, you you're gonna give time to it. Action uh, speaks louder than the words. So if you want, if you want something, you're gonna do it. Like, for instance, so you and me are doing this podcast right now. We like <clears throat> doing podcasts. We we actually put time to do it. So I think that's what's important
0: in terms of the like podcast and. Uh uh, before you and Nathan started uh, first with creating Mark over at Rope and then before then um, becoming the Naked Man podcast over here, did you have much of an interest in podcasts, and did you listen to a lot of podcasts before then? Uh,
1: I, I did. I, I, I think I started listening to podcasts when I was like sixteen or seventeen. Um, and I remember what the, my first podcast I ever got into. It stopped now, but it was a gaming gaming podcast called Noob Tube. And I'm pretty sure you can find all the episodes on YouTube. and it's called Noob Tube and it's actually pretty fantastic. like it's dated as shit right now because the last episode was like 2010 or something. Uh, but it's about two of these guys who were like just best friends and they were, <laughs> they, were they were just very yeah, and they were just like reviewing games, like talking about games they played or whatever. and they, they were very on PC. And they just talked about they were just were throwing out swear bombs all the fucking time and talk about like, they, they'd probably be cancelled right now. I'm not gonna lie, but I enjoyed it. And, but yeah, like I, I created a couple of podcasts with my friend uh, Ben, who's the guy who who helped me move to tai, Taiwan. And uh, yeah, we my ah oh shit, I can't remember what our first podcast. I want to say our first podcast. It was called tv for cool people literally (laughs) (laughs) that was the name of my god tv for cool people and we were like 18 years old and we um we talked about uh tv shows we liked so we talked about dexter uh we talked about breaking bad i think and we talked about um we talked about survivor which is like an American reality show, which I I, I me and Ben love to this day. And um, yeah, so we yeah, we talked about like those three things. And it wasn't it was terrible. It was fucking awful. But <laughs> it was kind of fun. We 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 only did it for like twenty episodes. And then we kinda of stopped. And um yeah, yeah, I, I feel like we tried another podcast, but I can't remember what it was called. Uh oh, no, no, we tried a podcast with like five of us i can't remember what it's called it it was my it was my um it was my idea i like presented to the group and it was like a discussion podcast about like five or six of us and i i fuck knows what we called it but only lasted like two episodes because i got like i cared too much about it and the people weren't and my friends weren't being like what i wanted them to be so i got like really annoyed and i i kind of threw like a bit of a hissy fit but nathan might know what this podcast was called but it only lasted like two episodes well uh because i just got like too stressed out by it uh because i was like too close to the idea um yeah ah, i really wish i remembered what it's called because it was like a dumb ass name as well and uh, yeah i I think those are my two ideas oh shit I talk about too. I had the, I had a YouTube show called Tawny Reviews when I was like sixteen. Um, so Tawny Reviews was a really bad dude made show. It was me reviewing like video games and movies. Um. Akin to like if you know, say like Jeremy Johns or like Schmozno on YouTube. Oh yeah, 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 I know those guys. Yeah, it was. I was definitely like inspired by those sort of people, but I I didn't want to edit, so <laughs> instead of editing, I wrote. I had different like categories for the for like the thing I would doing. We like graphics or gameplay or you know like uh, story. Yeah. and instead of editing, i just wrote them down like their the categories on a on a piece of paper and i'd get <laughs> i'd pick up the paper and just move really close to the camera and be like this is a story part. and then i would go back and walk back to my chair and talk for the, the story about for about like two minutes and then pick up um the graphics uh uh, piece of paper and then uh, put that to the camera and then I'd walk back to my chair and like uh, talk about the graphics for, like two minutes. So it was the it was the worst show in the world. But I had fun making it, you know? Um I made like 20 or 30 episodes of it when I was like 16 or 17 and uh, yeah and, and I, I I didn't get many views, not gonna really, lie. I got like 15 views and episodes. But I <laughs> <laughs> I had a recurring comment. All right, I had one uh, one recurring comment from one guy. Fuck knows who the guy is. But in three of the videos, this guy was like, "Is he retarded?" And I'm like,
0: "No." Oh. <laughs> what did you see? It was called like Tolly Reviews. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was. It was called uh, tony Reviews on YouTube. I I, I took, I'm pretty sure I took them all down when I was like eighteen. Because I was like, oh. If a if a lady ever sees this, I'm never gonna have a sex again. So I took them all down, but I've got them somewhere on like a hard drive.
0: So, yeah, I don't know why, but uh, I think first when you first mentioned it, I thought I am you, and I thought you said you called it Tory reviews. So like, here's movies from the point of view of someone who supports the Tories. I'm not calling you a Tory, but like, I thought it was. Yeah, uh, well, oh,
1: oh. I <laughs> own. <Tourney, tourney. laughs>
0: T. A. W. L. There you go. There's a concept. Uh, if someone wants to portray a Tony reviewing, giving an update <laughs> yeah. on films or whatever, but yeah, you think? I, I, for a brief while, had a WordPress blog where I reviewed films. Uh, that oh I called, really? I called it Clan MacLeod Reviews because somebody it was an That's idea cool. someone gave me because mm. from Highlander. And I'd introduce like the start of every review. I'd say, "I'm Scott McLeod from the Climate Code, and I'm reviewing insert film here," and then go into the review. And <laughs> I quickly lost interest after like a month. I, went, I had like a month of like consistently posting on it, and then became very sporadic after that until I eventually gave up. Oh yeah, true. Sure. And what's probably a missed opportunity is that I had a reference from Highlander in the the name of the review, but never got around to actually <laughs> watching Highlander. <laughs> <or> watching. <laughs> Have you never seen Highlander? No. <laughs> it's great.
1: Like, it generally is really great. It's, it's cheesy. It's weird. But you know what it's like? You ever watched The Princess Bride?
0: I have not. <laughs>
1: I uh, uh, yourself, shit. I the, prin- I mean, the Princess Bride and Highlander are just two really good, weird-ass films that were made in, like, the 80s. But they're, they're, they're great. They're just, like, they're Indiana Jones, but weirder, <laughs> essentially.
0: Yeah, uh, uh my, my my rating system for for these like films was like all over the fucking place. Like, oh really? I I just put like a a word, one more description of how I made the film made me feel from right from a thing from from rubbish or dog shit or whatever it was. Uh, part again, part maybe partly inspired by Jeremy Jones. Say like, <laughs> just, just the top rating was just awesome. So I had no idea how to probably because nah. I didn't like doing like out of five stars or whatever. Because oh yeah. I, I've always thought like rating stuff out of five usually is, or out of ten can be very subjective, and it's very hard because like you give two films like the same rating doesn't mean they're of similar quality all that much. <clears throat> so I always, I always struggle to know how to actually rate these films, which is probably oh, part yeah. of why I didn't carry on.
1: Yeah, I get it. Like a lot of people don't like rating systems. um it's like I, 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 I regularly go to like IGN for like game reviews, and I know a lot of the the people who work there don't actually like um, the one out of ten um, review score because it's just it's a bit it's a bit pedantic, it's a bit silly a lot of the time. Um, but I used to <laughs> I used to um, review it out of a percentage, so I'd be like, this movie was eighty six percent. This movie was 29% or whatever. And that that was kind of fun. I remember that out of 20 reviews, that's something I remember because I would just make it up on the spot. Like, I'd make it up as, like, a joke to myself and be like, I'd just shit on a movie for ages and I'd be like, this is 89% good. <laughs> I don't know
0: why. <laughs> but... Uh, I started, we started on this what well, because I was talking about you know, and I guess I say Nathan mm. was a big part of that and I and I wonder if you can add more to this question than, than Nathan did when I asked him but what were your memories of kind of you know meeting Nathan and becoming friends with him because his was he he all he really gave me was oh we had mutual friends and we kind of hung out and yeah so, so Nathan didn't really give me much in terms of an handsome
1: yeah, yeah, I listened to that podcast. It was a good podcast. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie, I listened to it because my name was mentioned, and I was like, "Oh, I, I'm a narcissist. I'll do that." <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Nathan, Nathan and me had like a very weird relationship in a long way. Like he, he's absolutely one of my best friends. Like I fucking adore that dude, even though he's a cunt. But he, like he, um, so yeah, we we became friends really when we were like fourteen. I was, yeah, about 14 years old. Um, and, yeah, uh, we, I, in the group he was in, I originally became friends with Ben, the guy who I moved to Taipei uh, sort of with. And um, and I, in our, like, group, there were a group of, like, six or seven of us. I was actually the least close to Nathan. Like, me and Nathan definitely had the most distant relationship because I was, like, the new guy in the group. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of became friends with all the people in the group before Nathan. And we weren't really close, I want to say, until I was, like, 19 years old. So, like, we were we were friends, for sure. Like, we'd go and hang out in, like, a group together. But we'd never hang out, like, just the two of us, really, until we were about, like, 19 years old. And then um, then we just I, – I think we just grew in, like, a similar way. We were interested in, like, partying. We were interested in, like, girls and stuff and the <laughs> – the rest of our group like weren't as much. I want to say that like, me and Nathan kind of realised we were similar people in a lot of ways. And then uh, yeah, from the age of like nineteen and twenty, we became like quite close. And the age uh, when I moved back from university, uh, at the age of like twenty-two, we were kind of the only two out of us. The only the only couple there was out of our group in like secondary school there was only like three or four of us left in, um, in, in, in Essex where we grew up and uh, yeah so we, we mean they just happened to like hang out a couple of times and we were like, oh, we're actually very similar people. We're super interested in the same sort of shit. We've got the same kind of um, sense of humor. and we just like we just hanged out like a shit ton for a while so, uh, just uh, for, like literally like two years it was we hanged out a ton just the two of us know okay, so we came like very, very close, and then it wasn't until um, yeah, me and me and Ben did um, random podcasts here and there about stupid shit, and I did my random YouTube stuff for a while. But it wasn't until I moved to Taipei actually that I think Nathan—I uh, don't know why—but Nathan was like already involved in the um, the, the rogue opinion slasher uh, rope break sort of world. And he knew I'd be, pr- I'm pretty up for most stuff. I'm I'm just like quite, yeah, I, I, I'm always okay for like something a little bit different. So he so he's like, yeah, do you want to do this random podcast about wrestling? I'm like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I guess. Like, uh, yeah. Like I just moved to, uh, it was very, really, it was very really new from when I moved to Taipei. It was very, really, it was quite close to, to the date. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm not going to be able to talk to you like a shit tonne anymore, so I might as well do this. And then, uh, yeah, I I knew nothing about wrestling at all. <laughs> at the point, like, the last time I watched wrestling from doing that podcast, I was like 12. I was like, all right, when when The Rock was still it. <laughs> and, and then I started watching and you know, wrestling. I was like, this is weird as shit. This is very, very strange. But I kind of love it. And then, yeah, we did like four or five episodes of that and um, we did, uh, we did, well, it was like a tournament about, oh no, what well, we did, we did, uh, we made a tournament, we did a, what's it called, when there's like 30 wrestlers in one
0: match, it's a, oh, uh, um, Royal Rumble,
1: Royal Rumble, yeah, we made a Royal Rumble with like video game characters, and like movie characters, and TV show characters, and it was like, a, it was the most enjoyable podcast, for, like both of us, for like a mile, or like, this is actually a really fun movie, you sound a bit weird. And then, um, and then like literally the next episode, ne- next thing we did was like, we, we started on the Naked Men podcast episode one. We're like, you know, it's just, it's just funner if we just propose that like, weird ideas to each other. Like we just make up weird things like say alternate dimension versions of ourselves or where we time travel to, or a video game war rumble, like we just like propose different ideas and like, you know, and we were just like unanimously an agreed. I was like, oh, that should that should be what our podcast is because we're both we're both like creative weirdos that will just come up with good ideas for this. So yeah, that's, that's how we got started, and that was two years ago. And um, yeah, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it in the podcast.
0: Yeah, because I, I was going to ask uh, you can answer it for me. How late like, Nathan got you involved in that? Uh, well, I guess for a little bit because I know obviously, wrestling wasn't one of your main like interests. Mm. But am I even saying that like the purpose of the show was like that? He showed you kind of the most random or the strangest like aspects of wrestling because you mm. weren't a fan of it. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, the it was called make
1: a mark, make a make a mark. What I said, yeah, create a mark, um, or something like that. Yeah, create a mark. Yeah, create a mark because uh, I don't know what a mark is to the same. But I was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, because I I I I've always uh, Nathan's known for a long time. I'm always interested in, in like weird shit. And I think uh, wrestling is like slightly eccentric, slightly strange. It's like it almost it's a reality show kind of in a way that it's very it's very forced, but also like more playful and takes itself less seriously than most like reality shows. And also isn't immoral. And so it's like a really good reality show in a lot of ways. And I was like, All right, I can kind of get behind this. Uh, I can never take it that seriously. It was, but I was like, yeah, I, this could be fun in doing stuff. Uh, and just like talking about it. And yeah. So yeah, I, I, I appreciated. Fl- fl- I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched wrestling since the last <laughs> episode of create mark. We did like, the last episode we did was like, we watched WrestleMania. Uh, maybe like 2019 or something, and I was like, "John Cena was really shit, but some other stuff was good," <laughs> and
0: that was kind of it. the right, uh, the the term Mark is, I think, is is kind of used as a derogatory, almost term uh, for it, basically it's a way of lot other like, people in wrestling who they feel take wrestling a bit too seriously or get too invested in it. So they call him called, yeah. called Mark. I think from what I've heard. Uh, it's a bit too deep for for wrestling, but it goes back to the term mark, back to carnivals, because wrestling kind of start, has origins in like the the carnivals and stuff like that, where apparently people who would like scammers at uh, carnivals who like get you to pay money to do like a, play a game that was clearly rigged would uh, apparently go around and secretly mark people who they could easily fool with like bits of chalk. They would mark them. So, other kind hmm? of owners know that these guys are easy target. These these guys are yeah gullible. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, <Sorry. laughs> I was the gullible person, I
0: guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind or of. well, at least they tried to make turn you make into one. But I think if you weren't gonna, uh if you had no plans of really getting into wrestling, then I don't think that that I'm pretty sure that that blog probably had a very short shelf life in anyway. So, it's probably for the best that you guys kind of moved on to something else. Did you kind of feel more like free creatively, then once you move down to Rogue Pains, and you you got to do basically what you wanted because from the sounds of it, the the Ben that ran Rope Break was very much like felt fixed on what he wanted people the kind of content he wanted people to do, and wasn't really mm. like, you know people moving outside save it. So creatively, did you guys immediately feel like yeah a bit more free when you started doing Naked Men?
1: Yeah, like honestly, like we yeah we are very free. We're doing Naked Men. I like it's it's. <laughs> It's such a like a weird thing because me and Nathan kind of exchange random like crazy ideas quite often. Like um, <laughs> like like I I shot him on an argument like two weeks ago. I was like, let's just admit the weirdest shit we've ever done and just talk about it for like now. An <laughs> and Nathan was like, I don't know about that. That's weird, man. Like, because it's just like I uh, they I know. I know. Broke Opinions is like a great band. I love it. Uh, I think it's great, but I know it obviously it's not like millions and millions of views, but yeah, I, uh, there's something fantastic about how free Nathan and I feel about the podcast because I think that's, in a way for us, it's going to great make the, the best content because we're, we're, we're both like quite creative people. We just, we have weird ideas. That's why, that's sort of why we're friends. So, and Naked Men, should be a thing I think just just go just run to the moon with it a little bit <laughs> let's just do weird shit with it if we can
0: yeah okay um, mm-hmm. and how, how how have you felt kind of like how's the podcast been for you kind of as you've been living in Taipei is, like, is a is a good way I think <laughs> I asked this, but like is this like It kinda has provided you not only with another outlet for you to be kind of creative, as you said like you won't really like feel passionate about doing. But also I think again, it's given you an excuse to really keep in touch with Nathan. So it's kinda about you that benefit from even though you two are like miles apart.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like it's yeah, it's me. Like Nathan and I are both like quite independent people, but um true like thick and thin we just became very close to each other and um yeah it's like yeah definitely it's an excuse to like talk to each other like once a week we like, it's an excuse to be on skype with each other for like an hour and a half every week i like that it is great like, like uh, i do enjoy doing the creative aspect but i think by far and away the main reason i do it is because just it keeps me close to one of my best friends like it's just like, and that's and I, what I, I I I very rarely listen to the podcast uh, back again. I think I've only done it like two or three times, but I think that's quite apparent in the shows. Like it, it it's quite quite obvious that we are very close to each other, and we weird, just in a weird ways, like us catching up with each other every so often.
0: Mm-hmm. So. and yeah, I've done like the odd bit out of outside of. Making Men, you you're doing this show, and we, uh, you, I, and Nathan were on episode of uh, Master Debaters mm. at one time. Uh, I don't know, if like, it might be difficult to arrange with you because uh there's a bit of a time difference. But if you had any interest in like, like exploring, like doing shows outside of Making Men? You know, and kind getting to know some of the other like on the team.
1: Yeah, uh, say I, I think podcast is like a really awesome medium. Like, I, I I think it's super interesting. Like, I I was quite excited to do this episode because it's just it, it's a little bit different, and I always enjoyed doing a little bit adding a little bit of variety, a little bit of spice to, to my life. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'd be a hundred percent up for doing just different random things. If it's another episode of Master Debaters, if it's no if it's an episode of something I know shit all about, but it might be. I might be a different perspective i'd be yeah i'd definitely be up for it like uh, obviously the time difference is a little bit of a bitch and you know we've all got working lives and jobs and whatever but yeah uh like i'd yeah i am totally up for guesting in a thousand different things <laughs> that's good
0: because like i know you're not in our, the main group but it's like i think it's i think it was important for me to get you on this because like you are even though you kind of I mean, like in your own kind of bit away from everybody, else, with the exception of like, you know, the regular podcast with mean, Nathan, you are basically uh, a, a, one of the original members of Rogue Gapin, Yeah, which people sure. Forget <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. It's because like, I've never
1: even like spoken to Kyle I or like, like I, 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 we had you, we had, um, when I say Reese, we, we had a couple of people like, as like guest parts, right? And, um, but yeah, that's kind of, for the vast majority of time, my, my communication with Rogue opinions is put through Nathan, which I'm fine with, that's cool. But yeah, I, yeah, I, in a weird way, I'm like an original member and I was like, oh, I was just like, uh, tugged along and I was like, all right, cool, I'll do this thing, I guess.
0: I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a, a fun like, example of pop culture, like, from Rogue opinions to you, like, and randomly the only thing you think of is you're the you're like Ernie Hudson in uh, the first Ghostbusters and that most of his parts were edited out so you forget that he's there half the time.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, I'm like, um, yeah. I'm like Rocket in, like, the first Guardians where it's, like, he's randomly brought along. He's like, all right, I guess it's, it, it, I guess it's weird, like, like rabbit is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, as, as we kind of start to wind down here on, on No Roast Bar, I do have, we don't usually have, questions from outside uh, but you know an anonymous uh, questionnaire that uh, asked me for these to post these questions to you i uh, I wouldn't give his name away you know I would want to protect his identity uh, uh, Mr. N. Greenaway uh, asked ah. two questions uh, his first question was why is your beard so much worse than his?
1: Well I've never said Mr. N. Greenaway's beard <laughs> uh, and i say uh, and and, and I maybe have a suspicion about the first person is my beard I like to keep it as like slightly sexy stubble you know that's just how I do it I don't, I don't grow a beard I grow thick stubble I shave it down every couple of days that's why
0: <laughs> uh, I I, 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 probably, I, highly doubt that Mr. N. Green even has a beard I don't know what he's talking about he also asked about a story regarding you challenging a friend to a quote, drinking contest and losing horrifically,
1: <laughs> a great photo that goes on with this. Um, all right, um, you, I, I, sometimes I'm a, I'm a little bit bolsterous there's times where I believe more in myself than I should. And so we, we have a Mr. N. Greenway which, all right, me and someone else another Rogue Opinions member, as a mutual friend called Smick, who's the nicest fucking person you'll ever meet. Like, honestly, a fucking angel. What what a, what a great human being he is. But, like, he, he's always... In the way... All right, this might be insulting to him. <laughs> in, a, in a way, he's always felt like the old man of the group. In, like, in our friendship group, he's like the old man a lot of times. Because that's just how he acts. That's just, he's like... He's just the... Is the old guy? Is the old grumpy guy a all the times? And then, we, like, we make fun of him because of it. And um, there's been times where I've believed more in my drinking ability than I should have. And uh, yeah, we had a we had a drinking contest once, which I want to say wasn't entirely unbiased. Nathan wanted me to lose 100, percent and so my drink of choice was shots. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, gonna do shots. I'm just gonna do shots of whiskey like all night, not, not like constantly, but every like, every like 10 minutes, I'm just going to drink like a shot of whiskey and get like five points where say, say a pint of beer was like three or four points in a, in a, in a uh, scoring system. And I, I got too cocky because after like four or five shots, I was like kind of feeling it. I was like, whatever, I've had a big meal. I'll be able to do I'll be able to do 30 more shots or whatever. And, um, so I did that, and uh, right. I, I want to actually admit while we're around. At the time, I used to smoke. This was three or four years ago. This is before I moved to Taipei. I was like maybe twenty-one or twenty-two, or maybe twenty-three. And so I I, I used to smoke cigarettes at the time, and um, <laughs> I that went dance. out. Yeah, I went out to smoke a cigarette, and because cigarette, I forgot c- cigarettes are like um accelerant to how I would feel and I was, I was I was a perfect level of drunk. I was very drunk, but I wasn't like over the top. And I smoked like a couple of puffs of the cigarette and I just collapsed and fell asleep on the table. <laughs> like a legitimate and a uh, couple of puffs of cigarettes. And cigarette, so I was like, I feel dizzy as fuck. And my head hit the table I was like smoking at. And I woke up later when like Nathan and Smith were uh, trying to drag me. Out of the pub we were at, and <laughs> and I, well, I was I was just, literally just swaying. I was just like the cigarette and the alcohol just hit me at the fucking wrong time. And I was swaying from side to side, and, I, and my head collided with like a really thick pot. I remember that, <laughs> and, uh, and because it was it was, U- it was a UK um, it was UK it was UK beer garden at like. 11 at night or 12 at night or something and like 20 people saw me just my head collide with a plant pot, and they were like oh I, like, <laughs> I was hammered but I fucking remember that and then uh, and then Nathan actually didn't live uh, too far away he lived like five minutes walk away so him and Smick the guy I was I was in the competition with uh pulled me along and I think I threw up like three times on the when I got back his and uh, yeah i I lost that challenge completely but it was partly due partly due to my wrong judgment i was too confident in the shot aspect and it was mostly due to the fact i smoked a cigarette i shouldn't have smoked a cigarette
0: there are any children listening to this and i can only assume you are listening to this because you open spotify when your mother handed you her ipad just to shut you up for a few hours (laughs) Uh, Please take this as a cautionary tale. Uh, if you want to drink heavily, but do so. Just don't have a cigarette in the middle of it. Sure. As
1: you, to be fair, never have a cigarette. Sm- if you want, smoke weed. Smoke weed. You should do it. It's fun. Do XD if you want. Don't smoke <laughs> cigarette.
0: <laughs> have some cocaine. Just don't have yeah,
1: cigarettes. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's way more fun. <laughs> <Just> don't smoke <laughs> cigarettes. Uh, as we, we wind down, my, my last question really to you, Ben, is... How long did it take before you became aware that we were constantly trying to use your Twitter handle to direct people who, who might be angry at the things we say on podcasts?
1: I, I had no idea. <laughs> I Generally, uh, I didn't know until you said that at the beginning of this podcast, I was like, did they actually do that? <laughs> I knew we had no
0: idea. <laughs> that, cause I, cause I did when they hoped, like, I really wanted to hear, that so was definitely hoping for the day that Nathan would say, like, yeah, Ben just me- Ben Ben me asking why are these people DM me about stuff that I don't know about. And no, it's,
1: to be honest, I've only got forty-four followers on uh, on Instagram. Uh I want to say, I want to say, John Cena is still one of them. John Cena is <laughs> one of
0: them. There you go. I think he follows me as well. But mm. I like I think cause he, like, all he like did was like a ins- weird inspirational tweet that he put out or a thing for his book. And he followed you. yeah. So I tested that, and he immediately followed me. Like within a minute of me liking it, or <laughs> <the> more <laughs> actually, right? or more actually, probably whoever runs his Twitter forum, uh, followed maybe, me yeah. because he, he's far too busy. You know, he learns, he, he knows Mandarin, so DM or maybe he'll teach you. He does know Mandarin. He did like a bitch ass apology. Yeah, <laughs> he's
1: like, uh, only, uh, I love John Cena. He's like a great person, but that was a fucking bitch ass apology because, because. <laughs> Basically, what uh, I can't actually remember what he said, but he said, I think he said Taiwan and China are different countries, which they are, which they absolutely fucking are. And if China comes after me, go fuck yourself, China. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they are. But China likes to pretend, likes to threaten people when they when Taiwan is like uh, declares its independence, essentially. Because China's a big country, it's got lots of power. And John Cena was like, "Ah, oh, better not insult anybody." But I get it, John Cena. But you know, you know, you know the real you, the justice option, that the the moral option, and it wasn't apologizing to yeah. So yeah. that, yeah. that was my that, that was my little rod for, for this podcast.
0: Well, what better we to end podcast than calling out John Cena for his I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I also it's a perfect advert for the Naked Mound podcast because you say that like when you're with Nathan uh you get you go into similar rants like that, so there's a little taste of the kind of rants Ben can yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah. It turns out it doesn't just need Nathan, he just needs Yeah. Uh, it's any it's, any podcast.
1: When whenever anyone's listening to me, I just go a little bit wrong.
0: The right amount of prompting will we'll set them off. <laughs> <laughs> uh Honestly, Ben, uh, thank you for, for joining me. Honestly, uh, anybody who wants to help up as his, his followers, uh, please follow him at Ben underscore EBRT. Uh, anything to do? Anything regarding the Naked Men podcast in the upcoming episode that you can tell us about, or do you guys not plan that far ahead? Uh, most of the
1: time, we don't plan. I know we've got a couple of weird ideas, and I've, I already mentioned one as like, uh, <laughs> I mentioned one earlier. I was like, let's just. So I think we would talk, I think one of my ideas is like, let's talk about just like the weirdest shit we do in like the, the, the things we find strangers about ourselves. And I kind of want to sell Nathan on the idea of it, but I'm not hundred percent sure he's going to be up for it. Cause he's, he's, he's more a pirate person than I am I mean, generally. And uh, so yeah, that might happen, but I know we've got like a couple of more ideas that are in the, in, in, in the pipeline. So yeah, the, the weird-ass ideas are coming in a Naked Red podcast, that is for sure.
0: I think Nathan's just saying no, because he's trying to either avoid cancellation now or, <laughs> yeah. or, or as I fear will happen, somebody is, is going to have said something in one of our early podcasts when nobody was listening, and then we, yeah. get a, we get a bigger listener base, someone listens back to it, and then calls us out on something we don't even remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. I, like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that happens. <laughs>
0: But, but thanks again Ben uh, for, for joining yeah. me you guys remember to follow him on Twitter you can follow me at Scott scottmccloud1996 follow the podcast at rogue underscore opinions on Twitter and Instagram check out the last two episodes of No Rogues Bar with Nathan and Carl and stay tuned for uh, upcoming episodes of this show and everything else we've got going on we've got stuff to do with wrestling with real retro Smackdown and, uh, so if we've got to we're probably gonna have some of the AEW out soon if it's not out already by the time this goes up. Uh, Rogue Chronicles with Carl and Liam looking at famous villains. You've got me and Carl uh, in our podcast. Podding ain't easy. We're at the minute we're going through the uh, the Loki Marvel series. Carl's only seen the first episode. He managed to avoid the other five, so I'm interested to see sure. what, he's doing, what things are yeah. that. We got obviously naked men. We got football stuff. We got all sorts here at Rogue Opinions while we're still here haven't been cancelled yet <laughs> so make sure to go back and listen to all of it while you can
1: yeah i mean so, uh, it be interesting to find out what kyle's uh reaction to episode 6 would be that that's an episode
0: <laughs> yeah i remember he told me he was gonna do that but i was already on episode 3 or 4 by that point I'm like yeah I'm no, there's no way i'm avoiding spoilers i need to just keep watching
1: yeah yeah, yeah for sure
0: But that has been another episode of No Rogues Barred. It's been good to chat to you, Ben.
1: Yeah, absolute
0: pleasure. Uh, Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. I will see you next time. I can't turn the swell off The franchise doing big business I live this, it's automatic, I win this So you hear those horns, you finish A soldier, and I stay under you fighting For some storming on you chumps Like I'm thunder and lightning Ain't no way you breaking me, kid I'm harder than nails Plus I keep it on lock Like I'm part of the jail I'm slaughtering stale competition I got the whole block